Okay, so um, feel how you're lying on the floor. Your heels, the way they make contact. I knew something was different. The um, catering kitchen people aren't partying it up tonight. <laughs> something feels different tonight. It's very quiet here. Feel your heels, the weight, how they rest on the floor. And the, uh, your buttocks, that weight of your pelvis resting on the floor. Your upper back, shoulders. Your head, the weight of your head on the floor. We're going to have a little exploration tonight of old-fashioned Newtonian physics, mechanics. <laughs> and that might sound very, very old-fashioned, but the thing about Newtonian physics is that it works very well for bodies about our size in environments like the environments we're in. If you're a giant sun, if you're a little proton, if you're, you know, light waves passing by a planet which has a huge gravitational field, then maybe Newton breaks down, but for you and me walking around in our daily lives, it's a pretty good description of some of our experiences of managing ourselves in gravity. So that's where we're at. Um, and we're going to be with this idea that for every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. So, for example, if you press into the ground lightly with your heels, the ground presses back. What does that mean? I'm a philosopher, so as a young person, I puzzled myself for weeks or months or years over how the ground knew to press back when I pressed against it. But anyway, when you press against the ground, when you create force into the ground with your heels, that force travels back through your body. You're both pushing into the ground and creating force back through your bones, through your skeletal structure. So as you press your heels into the ground, don't pay attention just to that feeling of pressure at your heels. Feel where does that travel? Does that travel? Do you feel your knees? Do you feel your hips? Do you feel in your pelvis? How do you organize yourself to put more weight into your heels? And how do you feel the forces travel through you? Where do they get to? How far can you trace them? So you just press your heels and feel as you press your heels, something else gets lighter. Maybe something else gets heavier somewhere. Something else gets lighter. Just feel that. You press and then you let go. And there's kind of like a rhythm to this or a pace as you press. What's the pace at which you increase that force and create it? And then when you let go of it, how does it subside? Does it go away all at once or... Do you feel it kind of gradually melt away so that you go back to your resting position gradually? So that was your heels, and now do that with your pelvis a few times. Press, create force with your pelvis, push into the ground with your pelvis. And how do you 
organize yourself to create that force into the ground. Do you arch your back a little bit as you push down? Do your knees tend to pull away from the floor slightly as you push down? How is it that you go about making that force into the ground with your pelvis? And how does it, how do you bring it on? How quickly? How slowly? And how quickly or slowly does it melt away and you subside back to your normal resting? Press. And let go of the pressing. And then with your upper back, that contact sort of between your shoulder blades, your upper chest, at the back, spine, ribs, maybe shoulder blades as well. Can you increase the weight there? If you increase the weight there, how do you go about doing that? Does the arch behind your neck change, the space behind your neck change as you increase the weight behind your upper back? Does the arch behind your lower back change as you increase the weight there? And then gently, very gently, Press with your head, the back of your head, and increase the weight of the back of your head on the ground. Very gently. And what happens? Where does, how do you organize the force? Where does the force come back through you? Does the arch behind your neck increase as you press very gently? Don't strain your neck, just very gentle, increasing pressure. As a matter of fact, the less you feel, if you don't feel your neck arching, if you don't feel your upper chest shifting to help create that pressure with your neck, then then make it even smaller still. Make it very small. And then go from there back down. Go to your upper back. And press a few times with your upper back. And then your pelvis. Press a few times with your pelvis. Press and release. And then with your heels, press a few times with your heels. And switch like that. Press twice with your heels, and then twice with your pelvis, and then twice with your upper back, and then twice with your head. And as you go up and down like that, and then you turn around and go down twice with your upper back, twice with your pelvis, twice with your heels, you can get a sense of where where in yourself is it easier 
or more difficult to create that pressure. And it's kind of probably also a feeling of how present or accessible these parts of yourself are. How much control you have over how you use yourself there. And how much everything around it absorbs whatever you're doing. So if you press with your pelvis, your upper back, your thighs, the skeleton has to absorb that force, organize itself to help create it and absorb that force. So where are the places in you where there's a lot of absorbing and sharing and organizing to make that force? And then maybe in other places it's just more like a thud, like a dead weight because everything's blocked up or tight around, say, your neck, or maybe it's your hips for you, or somewhere different for each person, where you create the force into the floor, but you don't really feel it go anywhere or rebound anywhere. Great. Okay, leave that and rest. And then bend your uh, left foot. No, bend your right foot. Bend your right leg and stand your right foot. And place your right hand in that space between your ear and your shoulder. Stand your right hand with your elbow over your hand, your toes pointing downwards kind of towards your, um, towards your, your fingers pointing downwards towards your toes. This is something we did. You can do it on the left side first if there's uh, any issue, anything on your right side. So bend one foot, one knee and stand that foot. Bend your right leg and stand the foot. And then stand your right hand yeah, between your shoulder and your ear. And just uh, use your left elbow a little bit to play with the placement of your elbow and to clarify your, for yourself how your hand is standing over, your elbow is standing over that hand. So it can be... Yeah. yeah. So you just, with your... Left hand, take hold of your right elbow and push down a little bit into the palm of your hand. So you feel that your elbow's standing over your hand. You can move it left, right, up and down a little till you feel, orient yourself. It's a very clear and normal idea for our knee to be standing over our foot like this, but a little less clear the way that the elbow's standing over the hand. So just use your left hand on your right elbow to kind of Clarify that a little bit. Move your elbow here and there, up and down, back and forth, little circle. You feel how your elbow's really standing over your palm. Good. And then bring your left hand down and leave your right hand standing in that space between your ear and your shoulder. And just begin to push with your right hand and your right foot to roll yourself to the left. You push with your right foot and the right side of your pelvis lifts and you roll left. Pushing with your right hand, your right shoulder lifts, everything rolls left. And here too is the same principle. You increase the weight on your foot and on your hand. And everything in between moves away from the floor. And you feel how Smoothly and clearly you organize yourself to create that force and to accept that force into the ground and to roll yourself to the left.
And as much as is possible, your right knee stays standing over your right foot instead of tilting into the inside. And your right elbow stays standing over your right hand. And notice what comes away from the floor first and what returns to the floor first. So are your hip and your shoulder on the right side coming away from the floor in exact, um, exactly synchronous? Or does your hip tend to lift first? Or does your shoulder tend to lift, lift first? And then probably when you come back down, maybe your shoulder happens to touch the floor first. Maybe your hip happens to touch the floor first. Feel which it is. And now deliberately change the timing so that you lift your right hip first, roll your pelvis to the left, and just kind of follow and watch for that to come up to reach your shoulder. And don't start pushing with your right hand until your shoulder already is starting to lift because of the push with your foot. So you push with your right foot, roll your pelvis to the left, right side lifts away, your right shoulder begins to lift, and now you can help with your right hand. So your right hand and your shoulder become more passive now. There are more helpers in the movement being generated from your foot. And then follow the order that everything goes back down and let your shoulder come back down first and then bit by bit. Your ribs, your upper back, your lower back, your pelvis kind of melt back down to the floor. Okay, good. And leave that and stretch out. Take a rest. And feel your contact with the floor. Feel how you're resting on the floor. Does your right side feel different than your left from what you've just done? And then bend your left knee and stand your left foot and place your left hand in between your shoulder and your ear. Fingers pointing down more or less towards your feet, down or a little out. And you can use your right hand on your left elbow to kind of clarify. Take your right elbow left and right, up and down a little bit. With a little bit of pressure down, you can feel how your elbow really stands over your palm. If it's not so easy for your fingers to bend back all the way, you can put uh, some kind of cushion just under the heel of your hand that lets your fingers have a little more wiggle room, as it were. So your, um, your um, 
heel of your palm can reach the artificial floor. Always feel free to make yourself an artificial floor. And then your fingers, because then if you're like that, then you can't. Not quite. It's a lot. Make it much higher. Yeah, it's really interesting how different this can be from one side to the other. Something like that. Okay, and then begin to push with your left foot and your left hand and roll your body to the right. Roll everything to the right. Your left hip, your left shoulder lift, and you roll to the right. And then you let the right side of yourself roll back to the floor slowly. Let your face turn to look right as you roll to the right. Brush with your left foot and your left hand. And feel on this side, doing it together, what's the coordination, what's the timing that um, that just happens? Do you tend to lift your hip first and then your shoulder or vice versa? And do you tend to come back to the floor first with your hip or your shoulder? And then deliberately start it from your hip. Roll your pelvis to the right and let that just follow that in the chain up your spine until your right shoulder, left shoulder, sorry, starts to lift. And only when your left shoulder starts to lift, then start to help it with your left hand. And then here's an interesting variation to try. Could you start it from your shoulder instead? So you push with your left hand and start rolling your shoulders to the right and follow that down the chain and only push with your left foot when it reaches your pelvis. And then come back with your pelvis first and then your shoulder. And it might feel like, oh, you have to really push hard with your hand to roll this big weighty thing that is your body to the right. But try to look for the sense instead that you just 
get out of your way, that the rest of yourself cooperates with your hand rather than having to be pushed by your hand. Okay, and leave that. Stretch out your arms and legs and take a rest. And compare your left and right sides again, a little bit evened out perhaps. And then let's come back again to this uh, pressure wave. Press with your heels into the ground and let that go. And feel how that's creating and being created by response in the rest of your body. And then press your pelvis. And feel the lift in your low back or in your thighs or both. And then press in your upper back to feel the lift in your low back and in your neck, both. And press behind your head, feel the lift in your neck. And start to go up and down, just pressing once. Press once with your head and let that subside. Press once with your upper back and let that subside. Press once with your pelvis and let that subside. Once with your heels. And just at your own pace, because this will be very individual, Go up and down, up and down your body until you can start to feel like this pressing and the response and the organization to press is more like a wave, moves from one place to the next quite organically. More or less, your own approximation of that. And then let that go and just rest.
and then bend your knees and stand both your feet now. And now stand both of your hands on either side of your head in that space between your shoulder and your ear with your fingers pointing a little bit down or a little bit out, down towards your feet, a little bit out to the side. And just check for your left hand, for your right hand, how clearly is each one standing. It's probably quite different from side to side. Have your knees and feet at a reasonable distance apart. Maybe even a little further apart than you might normally put them. Knees and feet. And begin now to roll your pelvis left and right. So just lengthen one knee and roll your pelvis to the left. Lengthen the other. Roll it to the right. So not tilting your knees so much as lengthening them. Keeping them standing more or less over your feet. Roll your pelvis from side to side and feel the weight shift across the back of your pelvis. Feel the left side of your back lift and the right side of your back lift. What do your hips have to do in front to let this happen? You push with your left foot and roll your pelvis to the right. Your right hip has to close or else your knee will open right to the side. Feel that. Your ribs, your belly, follow this up your back. And insofar as you feel your ribs start to participate, you can let them feel your sternum in your chest. Does that move? Your spine even between your shoulder blades, under your shoulders, your rib cage. Maybe you feel something into your neck. Just do this more or less to the point before your shoulders might start to lift. So maybe your shoulders shift a bit on the ground, drag a little up or down. But don't add in pushing your hands yet. Don't add in rolling your shoulders. Just let this be an interesting, entirely passive exploration from underneath of your shoulders. your collarbone. This is collarbones too. Feeling how your shoulder blades let your ribcage slide underneath them or on top given the way you're lying. then leave that, stretch out your legs, bring your arms down, take a rest.
I've been talking in very structural terms here, um, like push into the floor and you feel the force come back through your body and primarily in the skeleton, right? A few weeks ago, we were had kind of the image of a bridge. This is like a bridge with arches. It's very architectural, This, all of this. Um, but I forgot to Google. I'm not going to get up my phone right now. How much, what is our percentage of us that is actually water? The percentage of the human body that's water? 70 something. It's a big number. It's more than 50. So here we are, this strong structures of our bones, but we're primarily liquid beings like the water that's flowing under the bridge. Bend your knees, stand your feet, and stand both those hands on either side of your head, between your ears and your shoulders. And just begin lightly. Now in this position, push with your feet into the ground and feel as with your heels long as you push with your feet and then you let go of that push. How do you organize yourself to make that force, to create that idea of all the forces going down through your feet into the ground. A little roll in your pelvis happens, something happened in your low back. And how's the, what's the rate, what's the pace at which you create that force and then you let that force subside and go away. So don't let go of it suddenly, let go of it slowly. And then a few times with your pelvis, so keeping your feet standing and your knees bent, but push with your pelvis to create a greater weight behind your pelvis. And you feel maybe you create that weight with a greater arch behind your back, or your feet get lighter on the ground. And you feel the rate at which you can create that weight and then it can subside back to your starting position. And then your upper back, again, create the weight with your upper back, shoulders. And then your hands. Create the weight with your hands into the ground in the back and feel just lightly. If you just lightly increase the pressure with your hands, what gets lighter? Do your shoulders get lighter? Does the back of your neck lift away a little? Does your low back move into the ground?
I've got an adaptation idea for a couple of you are dealing with different issues in your neck and shoulders. And if you actually got a little bit closer to the wall, you could do it against the wall like this instead of all the way against the, instead of all the way. So if you came up a little closer. If you came up like, so come a little closer. And then you've got a flat surface to create pressure against, but you don't have to go all the way to the floor there. So you can try that. And now go up and down your body. Do it once with your hands. Create the pressure and let it subside. Once with your upper back. Create the pressure and let it subside. Once with your pelvis. Create the pressure and let it subside. Once with your feet. Create it and let it subside. And then turn around and go up. Your pelvis. Your upper back. Your arms. And at your own pace, go up and down. And then leave that and stretch out, take a rest. And now let's try something that's going to be um, it's a slight tweak to the image or a slight change. It's going to be really interesting, I think. Um, start at your heels. Start with your heels. And instead of going jumping from your heels to your pelvis, to your upper back, to your head, instead start to explore the idea that this is like a continuous wave. It's like your heels press down, then your Shins pressed down, almost like a roller, a soft roller that just gives a little bit of weight, is rolling up the front of your body and pushing towards the floor. So you go from your heels, up your shin, over your knees, your thighs, femur, then to the pelvis, and that gets heavier into the floor. And then your low back, can you feel sort of each level of your low back, each vertebra move towards the floor and away. As it moves towards the floor, the ones on the other side move away. And then into your chest, the thoracic spine, each vertebra and the ribs in turn press into the floor while the ones around it are lighter. And that continues up between your shoulder blade. And then your neck, the full length of your neck, and then to your head. And as you go, you'll find there are places where you've got a lot of clear control. It's almost like you can feel your vertebrae one at a time 
sink towards the floor or into the floor. And then there will be places where a whole chunk of them just all move together or not at all, or where it seems very inaccessible or you can't figure out how can you organize yourself. And don't get too detained anywhere. Just keep going with that wave up and down. And with each pass, you can let it get clearer at that unclear place. You find your own pace, your own speed. So we start to move a little bit away from being the bridge and a little bit more towards being the water underneath. More like a pressure wave. And it can be surprising sometimes where the places you need to let go. Maybe something in your chest in front, something in your abdomen, something in your neck or your tongue or something. Just to slowly clarify as that wave goes up and then down at your own pace. In some places, it's more of an idea. Your femur, the whole big, long thigh bone, the longest bone in your body, obviously it doesn't bend in half in the middle to go backwards. But can generally, can you feel the back of that long bone going towards the floor? And the difference is that soft roller on the front of you is pushing at your knee or in the middle of your thigh or in your upper thigh. And then in your imagination, you make that even lighter. So each pass becomes lighter and lighter until you almost can't feel it all. Feel it at all and until I can't see it from the outside. So just let it get lighter and lighter until the transition from doing the movement and not doing the movement is almost invisible. And then when it's disappeared, you let it disappear and you just rest and feel the after effects. And then bend your left knee, stand your left foot, stand your left hand next to your head between your shoulder and your ear or use the wall over your head if that's what you're doing. And now can you create that same idea of a wave up the left side of your body? So from your left foot and the wave comes over your knee and then your left pelvis and continuous now, not jumping from place to place, let that come up your back your upper back, your shoulder, and then your left hand, and then it comes back down. So 
Just create that wave now, primarily more on the left side of your body, just to the left of your spine, from your left foot to your left hand. And like this, where are the places that will move backwards into the floor easily? The places around that that will come away from the floor, let that happen. Where's the place where everything moves all like a block and you can't feel so easily? And you just notice those as you go by, don't interrupt too much. When you turn around and sweep past that place again, you can let it be a little clearer. And then leave that and stretch out and take a rest. And compare how your left and right sides feel. And then bend your left knee, stand your left foot, stand your left hand again. And pressing with your left hand and your left foot, roll yourself to the right. The left side of your pelvis lifts away, your left shoulder lifts away. And feel the quality of your rolling. Feel the clarity of the clarity of the force from your foot and your hand. Reaching your chest, reaching your middle, via your shoulder, via your hip. Feel the timing. Does everything move all at the same time, or does it something start and something stop after one another? And at the end of the rolling, can you start to think of taking the back of your head back through that hole between your hand and your shoulder? Let your face roll to the right. Let yourself look up and to the left. To the right, sorry. You look to the right. Oh, forget I said look to the left. I didn't say that. Scratch that. You look to the right. And the back of your head moves backwards like you're going to look up Mm -hmm. and take your head through that hole of your arm right right (laughs) if I got my left and right backwards turn your head right but you take the back of your head Behind you to the left, your back, your head's going left. No, the other right. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay, and leave that stretch out, take a rest. And then stand your right foot, bend your right knee, stand your right foot, stand your right hand behind your head and create this wave up the right side of your body. Press with your foot, then press with your hip and the wave up the right side of your lower back, your chest, just to the right of the pelvis, of the, just to the right of the spine, to your shoulder, to your hand. Create the pressure wave up and then create it, let it come back down again. So we're not rolling to the left yet, just stay lying on your back and create the pressure with your foot and then with your pelvis. And that roller pushes your vertebrae back one at a time towards the floor or one or in a few with its neighbors. A couple of neighbors around it move towards the floor. The other neighbors move away from the floor. Just feel that wave coming up your back, your chest. And finishing at your right hand. And then create the wave coming back down. And at your own pace, you go up and down a few times. You notice the places that aren't clear. And just on the next pass... Explore a little bit, see if you can get them clear, but don't lose the rhythm really of the slow sweep up and down. And then leave that wave, but stay in the same position, just leave the wave. And now begin to push with your right foot and your right hand at the same time and roll everything to the left. So push with your right foot, your pelvis rolls, your shoulders roll, roll everything to the left and then come back. Let's see now how smooth and clear that movement is. How clear the timing is. Is everything really do it together at the same time? Everything moving in its own way, but at the same time. How the force from your hand, from your foot, come up through your arm, through your leg, through your spine. Where is, if you're making like an arch of a bridge here, with your right side, where's that keystone of that arch? When you're at the height of it and you're rolled to the left, Where's the keystone of that arch? And your face is rolling left, turning left as you roll to the left, push with your right hand. And the back of your head can go backwards and underneath your arm and look up towards the wall over your head. Make the keystone of the arch clearer. Great. Okay. Oh, wait. No, do it a couple more times. I was about to say stop. 
and then leave that and stretch out, take a rest. Then bend both knees, stand both feet, and stand both hands uh, to either side of your head, between your shoulders and your ears. And begin to use your feet to roll your pelvis left and right. So push with your left foot to roll your pelvis to the right. And then sink back down to the ground and push with your right foot to roll your pelvis to the left. And your knees stay more or less standing over your feet instead of tilting from side to side. You might want to have your feet a little wider, your knees a little wider than usual to make that really clear, to give your pelvis room to roll. And then as you roll to the left, can you start to add in that you push with your right hand So you also roll your shoulders to the left and vice versa. So you're pushing both with your right hand and your right foot to roll to the left. Maybe your left elbow can stay more or less standing or maybe it wobbles a little and just see how that goes. And then go to the other side. So you're doing this from side to side now. Your pelvis stays on the ground. You don't have to lift the weight of your pelvis. It's just rolling from side to side. Oh, not to lift it. Some people are lifting it all the way off. So just the weight really rolls from left to right, but it doesn't. And can your head roll from side to side? So as your body rolls left, your head looks right. As your body rolls right, your head looks left. Your head's rolling together with your shoulders and your pelvis. Great. Okay. And leave that.
And with your legs long, now stand your hands both on either side of your head, between your shoulders and your ears. And with your legs long, can you push with your right hand to lift your right shoulder, roll your shoulder girdle to the left, feel where your head goes, and then push with your other hand, left hand, roll your shoulder girdle to the right, let your face turn to look right. The back of your head slide towards that hole. So with your legs long, try rolling your shoulder girdle left and right from your hands. And maybe your pelvis rolls a little bit. Maybe your feet turn a little bit. Don't stand in the way of anything like that happening if it's useful. And as you roll to the right, your belly pushes out to the right. As you roll to the left, your belly pushes out to the left. And then bend your knees and stand your feet and keep doing the same thing, adding in your feet, rolling your pelvis from side to side and your shoulder girdle. Taking your head backwards towards that hole. And then leave that and stretch out. And feel how you're making contact with the floor now, how you're resting on the floor. And slowly, when you're ready, roll to your side and come up to sit, come up to stand. If you can leave your glasses off for a second, that's great. You can stand it. And when you come up to stand, you notice now you were lying on the floor, you had quite a large footprint. Your footprint's smaller now, but you still have sort of arches. And see if you can feel that same kind of pressure wave from the back of your foot through the arch to the front of your foot. Just subtle, just small, not a big weight. And then take it all for a walk. Go for a walk. <laughs>